0: Welcome to the Jack and Joe Show. We talk about property, business, and everything in between. Hosted by Jack Heskin Taylor and Joe McCarthy, sharing the stories of entrepreneurs, property investors, and our journey to health, wealth, and happiness.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Jack and Joe Show with me, Jack Heskin Taylor. Me, Joe McCarthy. Today we're here with someone who's got their own accountancy business and they've also got their own property investing company as well, welcome Ben Thexton. Hi. How are you Ben? I'm fine. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, I think me and Joe just wanted to to basically go into your journey and just go as far back as possible into to where it all started really, didn't we Joe?
1: Yeah, I suppose just give us a run through of maybe um, where you got started uh, in accountancy and not just accountancy, but property as well. Um, if you want to give us a bit of a background history on yourself.
0: Yeah, well, I um I've always been in in construction, always been involved in construction from from about the age of fifteen and sixteen. My dad owned a building company, so I would always work for him in the summer or when I was at university. I was always helping on site and I was always helping in the office, like doing the books and stuff like that. So when I finished university, I actually qualified as a teacher uh, in in accounts, and I sort of got to a crossroads where I was either gonna stay. Uh, being a teacher, or uh, go back, you know, go into industry, yeah. and I decided then to to work for my uh, dad's company, and from there, really, I just just started start picking things up, you know, mm. w- with accounts and and how to do bookkeeping, and especially in construction and the way things work, because there's a quite um complex taxes with with within the construction industry, yeah, um, and then yeah, I. Took on the chartered accountancy qualification, and I think it took me about three years to to become fully qualified. And yeah, I um, I qualified I think two years ago. Um, and then I took a break actually out of construction for for a year, and uh, I got back into it um, about eighteen months ago. And yeah, I've not looked back since. And yeah, so at the moment I'm a I work as a financial director for. A group of uh, construction companies, yeah. and um, I've recently set up my own uh, accountancy practice as well. Very good. Yes, um, With regards to the property, uh, that was set up last year with with uh, the, the people I work with now. So there's there's four of us in total. Yeah. Um, we're all equal shareholders, and we uh, we we set this property company up with with a view to taking on uh, properties for a residual income. So yeah. the plan was to take on. Maybe four or five a year okay. um, and um,
1: a, a, passive like a, a passive cash flow
0: yeah, so it was the idea is to is to take on four or five and a passive income um, for, for maybe four or five years until we get to a point and then each earn you know a, a passive income from it. so yeah. we don't see it as a full-time job. Mm. We see it as something that can be done on the side yeah. as, as a sort of a pension mm-hmm. for, for us all. Yeah. Uh, when we reach re- retirement age, and that's the beauty about property. There's there's lots of different ways to make money, whether it's for a full time job, yeah. or or you know, or whether you want to do it as an investment and yeah, or yeah. both. You know, you you can do it for both as well. Like obviously with 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 uh, you guys, with your property sourcing. You know, you're you're coming at it from a different angle. Yeah. Um, and you're doing that, and obviously wanting to get into property as well. So. I think it just with construction and, and, and property they sort of like go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously with me with my accounting background it's mm. just like you know, it it just it just that fits things, quite yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um so I'm able to offer my expertise in in, in that respect. Excellent. Yeah. Not only just like the 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 logistics of, of running a a company accounts, um yeah. also you know how how to effectively run a construction property company as well. Yeah. So nice. yeah. Um, so we've. I think we've taken on four in the year that it's been on. Um, and yeah, so we're earning a, a passive income from it. We are looking at sort of bigger developments at the moment. Yeah. Um, the issue we're having is the time. Mm. You know, it's when, like I said before, we're doing it on the side. It's finding the time to be able to f- physically find the correct properties yeah. Yeah, as you know yourself you know you're looking at 50 60 70 properties maybe you need to pick one or yeah, two yeah, yeah. and by the so, time
2: by the time they're on the market yeah 20 other people are looking at them exactly as well. yeah, yeah.
0: There's, there's, there's 20 of of us yeah there's 20 companies like us looking at exactly the same mm. yeah. deal so you've got to be in there quick but if you're doing it on the side which is what we're doing and probably what a lot of other people are doing as well yeah it's you end up with not the best deal, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why people like, you know, you two are, are important for the market because, yeah. you're able to, f- get the right deal for, for the investors. Yeah, yeah. off, the, off the market. Yeah, that's what you want, is it? That's yeah, what you need, basically. Yeah, you, yeah.
1: You bring us into your uh, your first deal, then in property. And well, the first deal,
0: it, it was um, it was actually a personal one. So, what what got me into it into property is. We me and my, she's my wife now. We we bought a house back in two thousand and eleven, and it was uh, something that we saw as a project. So the day we bought it, I said we're never gonna stay here. Yeah, this is gonna be a project for us, like a springboard for us to move yeah. on to something else. Yeah, yeah, it was good that you always knew that. Yeah, that, that we always plan, knew. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when we when we did the refurb on it, it was with a view that we were gonna move. So we made everything quite neutral, because yeah. um, obviously, the way you decorate things is. To, to your taste so yeah. if you keep things quite neutral it opens, then up. It, opens it up to, to different to different people yeah um so we did and we lived there for about i think it was five or six years um there was quite a bit of equity in it and we did a let to buy so we we took out a uh, buy to let mortgage on that property yeah uh, released equity and then we bought a second house but this was when the three percent um surcharge came in with the stamp duty so Mood. We we were um in and r in but then realised that the profit that we'd make in rent on the first house yeah. would eventually pay back the extra on the stamp duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. if we'd have just sold it we'd have pocketed the the, the cash, put yeah. it into the the house we were moving into and we would be better off initially but you've got to think things always Long 20 current. years ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't always think, for now you have to think 20 years, especially in property. Yeah, You've got to think of the bigger picture, and that's yeah. what we did. So that was the first deal. Yeah. And then when we were in the property company, um, which, which I said before, um, our first deal we actually bought, I think it was two, no we bought three in, in one go. Yeah, okay. uh, It was three, three uh, family homes. Okay. Uh, one was a t- terraced, uh, they were all terraced actually. Yeah. All three bed terraces. And all needed work doing to them. And the idea was to buy them with a um a private investor. Yeah. Um and then when they got to a stage where they were ready to be let, we, we took a mortgage out on all three. Nice. Um and that's what we did. Mm. The issue we've had is and this 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 is one thing which um which I'm I'm sure other people have as well is the what you think it's worth and what a bank think it's worth is mm-hmm. two separate things. Yeah. You've always got to be really conservative and we weren't. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was the loan to value. You're expecting we were expecting eighty yeah. percent. We only actually got seventy five. Okay. So by the time we got to the end of the deal, uh we were asset rich, but we were cash poor because mm. of it. And that's just because someone decided that it wasn't worth what we yeah, yeah. Thought it was worth, mm. and we went off. You know, recent house sales and everything, and yeah. it was pitched at the correct level, but they undervalued it by who, ten or fifteen. Who was 000. it? Who
2: was the lender? Count uh, Reliance. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So what was what did you think
0: it was going to get valued at, and then what, what did it? Ask so one. So I'll give you an example of one. It was it was um, we we thought it'd be worth one hundred and fifteen thousand. Yeah. And we wanted an eighty percent loan to value on it, so. With that, we were expecting uh, about ninety-two uh, thousand back out yeah. Yeah, to pay off uh, to pay off the private investor. Yeah, it, they actually only valued it at 75 percent loan to value. So we only got seventy-eight. That's a big drop. 000, right? yeah, 750, yeah, yeah, Seven hundred and fifty. So. A lot of money tied it tied into it, so um, right, yeah, it? yeah, basically. So there's like a thirteen thousand swing on that particular deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you look at our accounts, we're. We've got a lot of equity in the property, yeah. but we just don't have the cash. So what happens then is you you get to a, a stop mm. because you can't take the money out unless you sell it. Kind of cool. Because yeah, you've yeah. got to buy to let you obviously yeah. you're tied in for the the fixed term yeah. and you until until the, the charges become nothing. Yeah, I thought so we said before. Do you say asset rich? Asset rich. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So okay. in terms of in terms of our end position, yeah. If if you look at our balance sheet on on the company. Um it'd be no different whether we had it in cash or whether we had it in equity. Yeah. Um but when you actually look at our bank balance and what we got out the deal in cash, yeah, yeah. We got less cash, more equity. we yeah. we wanted more cash and less equity. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so it's always the way. You want to get as much cash out as you can yeah. to move on to the next deal. Otherwise you're having to put more cash in yourself, which mm. you don't really want yeah, yeah, to yeah. do. Sound and what what sort of money were you spending on the refurbs on them? Um we budgeted uh, ten thousand for each property, yeah, so we we did the kitchen, we did the bathroom, partial rewire, partial um mechanical yeah um the boiler we we repaired and obviously had a gas safe registered, yeah. just did um plaster and work painting, yeah. the joinery yeah. um, and then the decoration we just kept quite neutral, but we invested quite heavily in the kitchen and bathroom because mm-hmm. they're the items which I think People they go for like go for, value because yeah, yeah. like living rooms, they're empty spaces and people mm. fill it with, you know, sofas and, and all the personal yeah, yeah, items. Yeah. But, but the bathroom and the kitchen, once you've done it, there yeah. isn't much you can do. Mm. So yeah. we, we 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 spent a lot of money and we we thought quite a bit of how we would design the bathroom and the kitchen, yeah. and we actually, the the the, the good thing is because we bought three. We did the same kitchen and bathroom in all three. Did mm. you? Yeah. yeah. So all the materials which we had left over, we moved on to the second house, okay. and then all of the materials nice. in the second we moved on to the third. Nice. So, so well, we yeah. didn't have any wastage, uh, which is another good thing about yeah. buying yeah. multiple.
1: And what uh, way did properties. you go with the properties? Then did you do uh, single lets on them? Was it all with all three of them single lets, or were they like mini HMOs? Or? No,
0: we, they're all single lets. So single lets, okay. we 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 pinpointed areas where the schools were were, were decent. Yeah. Nice. And we picked families nice. so we, we um that, that that was sort of the market we were going for okay. and touch wood, they've both or all tenants have been in for over a year and there's they've stayed on and yeah. they've got no intention of, of leaving good, so
1: yeah. so what's the benefit of looking for like a family tenant because they're going to want to make the place their home and it is yeah. essentially their home so um, they want a long-term kind of it depends because you
0: know, at the end of the day, th- this house is your asset. Yeah. So whoever you put in there, you've got to trust them to to look after it to for you because, it, because it, yeah. it's your property. Yeah, yeah. And I know you pay a letting agent to to look after it Did for you. Did you use an agent? We have on two of them, on one um, we we haven't, mm-hmm. um and that was because, and actually it happened on the second one as well as they were being refurbished. um People walked past and said. Nice. Yeah, yeah we want to move in so <laughs> we literally within the second it was ready we were able to Sweet. we were able to line up um, a tenant but nice. just because we, we picked the right you pick the right area mm. and you, you get you, you get your, your customer right you know who who you visioning is going to live there mm-hmm. yeah. and we don't want we want people that are going to stay there for a long time we don't want a, a massive turnover because someone who's after six months you've got a you know, touch up the house. Yeah. You've got to wait maybe a month or two until it gets relet again, yeah. and then obviously you've got to pay additional fees for the letting agent to, to yeah. you know, source. Yeah. You know, to source the new to, tenant, source the new tenant. Yeah. If you want to save the money, you do it yourself. Yeah. But like I said before, if you're doing it on the side, you haven't got the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. So, if you're so you have to pay. If you're working. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you're paying your ten percent letting agent fee, and then you're paying an, an additional, um, like three four hundred pound sourcing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you've got the inventory on top and then you've got the inspections as well so yeah it slowly cool. just eats away at your, your, um, your cash yeah so yeah, does, it's yeah. uh that's why we go for long-term tenants yeah. it's a nice Makes feeling sense. as well you know above all of that it's a nice feeling knowing you know you've got a, a family in there yeah you're providing yeah. for a family, you're providing for a family yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's you know obviously there's it's a business but yeah it is a
1: nice feeling because you know you've Suppose it comes to uh, like because it's a very good quality refurb as well, yeah. And it's going to attract a better quality tenant, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah.
0: it. You, you don't, you don't. One thing we did never wanted to do was to put cheap stuff in. Um, it, it's good quality, and you know, people yeah. recognize that it's it's good quality. Yeah, I so it's like, is that,
1: that saying there, buy cheap, buy twice, buy and cheap, buy twice? Yeah, we we've, we've seen uh, that, we've lived that, that, like, like yeah, even yeah, there with yeah. like setting up SA units, like Hoovers. Hoover, well, packing in. We thought we'd save a couple of quid by getting a cheaper Hoover, cheaper online, and yeah. then you know a few months down the line we yeah. get a we get a phone call from the cleaners saying the Hoover's packed in <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we yeah. buy another one. Yeah, yeah it so, ends up costing you more. And it ends yeah. up costing yeah. more, so we're better off. We paid twice to, now, and we. <laughs> yeah, we're better off going for the good quality yeah. from the get go. So yeah. Uh, yeah. that was a lesson learned. That's it. Yeah. You know, um, so what's your plan so going forward? So you've, you've done the single S, I know you mentioned you're looking at kind of the the bigger kind of, uh, builds now. Um, can you run us through what uh, what that would look like? Yeah, so obviously we're we're going to keep running
0: with the with the single lets yeah. um, going forward, and we we have looked at the HMO markets as mm-hmm. well, but our opinion at the moment is still maybe a little bit saturated. That's um, yeah. what we think anyway. We think it, it maybe is uh, mm-hmm. a little saturated, especially in the Liverpool area. Yeah. I um,
1: you know you did mention something about was it portfolios? So if you're buying, you'd be looking for like two or three at a time, or something like that. Yeah, with the single lets because so, it just so, makes
0: it easier uh, to manage because. Sorry, I'm going to go back to single lets again but if you if you're if you are buying a single let to refurbish then generally you're going to get individual tradesmen in to do the work mm. rather than just one building company to do everything for you. Yeah. I mean, we'll touch on this maybe later about uh, when you're setting the, these types of things up. If you've got three on the go mm. then it's much easier to engage with a tradesman and say I've got three because yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. get economies of scale because yeah. they, it might be a bit cheaper. You can also probably afford for somebody to be on there full time on mm-hmm. all three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sort of like a, a multi-skilled tradesman that mm-hmm. can do all the little bits and pieces because if you're going to charge a, a joiner to come out to fix something, mm. they're going to charge you a, like a call-out fee. Yeah. Whereas if you've got a multi-skilled tradesman working across all three, yeah. it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, you might think nice. it's not, but paying them five £600 a week to manage all three for you know a four month period we think it's cheaper than engaging with individual people all the time time, to come out for bits and pieces which invariably will happen as you get towards the end because there'll be bits and pieces you miss yeah Yeah. um so that's how we keep the cost down and it it works for us it might not be for everybody but yeah that that's that's how it's worked for us and we think it's a it's a good thing And you've got all three going you've got no waste yeah you can you can move between the different properties it's uh Seems to work nice. So it's it... just finding three good properties yeah. <laughs> in, in close enough area that mm. you can manage all three. You're going to keep doing that model, and that we're going to try plan, and keep yeah. doing that model, but um, we've slowed a little bit, and it's just like I said, it's finding the time, mm. so that's why people like yourselves are important because we can yeah. build in you know, if you can build in the, the cost of somebody sourcing a property for you into, into your appraisal of the property, yeah, and yeah. it still works, it still stacks up, then it's fine, yeah, 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 because. Okay. You've got to think of the opportunity cost you know me not doing it it means that we're not we're not building it or people in the company but if we're not looking at properties yeah. then we're missing out yeah because obviously this is long term mm. lot so the sooner you can get them and start collecting rent, the better it is for in the future. Mm. If you leave yeah. it two or three years, you've lost three years worth of income yeah. so it might be worth thinking well if it's going to cost us X amount for a property source so you do it now. Mm-hmm. We'll get a property, and by the time we'd have found the time in three years' time, yeah, it's it love, it's it's well worth doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so in terms of not single lets, so we are looking at larger developments, um, which are, you know, old buildings being refurbished into flats or even new built yeah. stuff. Um, but it's a completely different vehicle. So with that, you would probably go down the the joint venture route, because mm-hmm. you need quite a lot of capital, mm-hmm. which which we don't have um so with with regards to that a, a separate company's set up for that and you engage with a, a joint venture partner and you you do the deal based on what you think it's going to be in terms of bill cost purchase yep. price and you work out all the the interest charges and the, ultimately the sales price yeah um so we're looking at that as well because that that's funnily enough is, is a lot of work but it it at the front end it is but you would get a, a, a contractor in to do that mm. job for you, and you're the client. Yeah. So you're in charge of obviously the pair string, mm-hmm. s- per string. Sorry. Um. So you can manage that from at arm's length. Whereas yeah. when you're doing single lets, you're, you're in you're in it all the time. Mm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we are looking at that as well. But they're hot. Obviously, a lot harder to find. Yeah. Because you've got to make them work. Because on a joint venture, deal. You, you know, you're losing at least 50% of your profits at the back end. Right. Yeah. So it's got yeah. to work. It's got to work for them. It's got to work for you as well. Yeah.
2: Any tips for, let's say if we were doing a joint venture with somebody and we had potentially a private investor or, or a contractor that we were potentially JVing with, have you got any tips on how to structure and set up companies? Is there any mistakes that you see that people com- commonly make? or
0: Not really. Um, when you, when you set the company up, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward to do. Yeah. Um, I think the tip is to, you've got to pitch yourself right, and you you tend to get one shot with them. Yeah. To you know to, be able to do a deal with them. Mm-hmm. So you you know you have to you have to pitch it right to them, and often you have to sort of you know you have meetings and you 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 present why you're qualified to, to JV with, yeah with, yeah. with the with the with the funder. Yeah. You've got to prove to them why you can do it. So. Mm-hmm. The tip would always be look at yourself and think, Am I capable of delivering this project? Mm, yeah, and could I demonstrate that to the person who's going to lend us the money to do it? Yeah, that's
1: like it's like we always see and always hear about you know developing that power team, having that experience behind mm-hmm. you know, like, like so yourself now, say for the accountancy side of things, yeah, and then you could have like you know, and build, yeah, and uh, trades that kind of thing. But having that power team, we've always heard that that's a good thing to, yeah, to, you know, so make, I know.
0: I know, like I mean, I've never been on a, a a property seminar or anything like that, but I know people who have been on them, mm-hmm. and I've heard this mentioned before, yeah. and it's and it's true. If if you're going to get into anything in, in business, you need the right people around you, because yeah. you can't do everything and you don't know everything. Yeah. As much as you know, you might think, you do, you, you know, you you're good at certain things, and the bits that you're not good at, you need to outsource. Yeah, and that's where the team comes in. If you're going to get into property, then. You need an accountant, a solicitor, a broker, a funder, builders. Yeah, there's a lot of
1: moving parts. Yeah,
0: there's there's a lot and, and when you get into it the first time, you probably trial and error, different ones, ones that fit, fit what you, you know, what you want and what your model yeah. is. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, it's about getting the right team, Um, 100%. You've got to have the correct team in place mm. because you, you physically can't do it without, with all the moving parts. Yeah, you, yeah. Need, you need them all to be working in order for it to work. If you've got a solicitor that is is taking too long, the deal can fall through and mm. you can lose your cash. If you've got a broker that can't broker your deal, then it won't get off the ground. Yeah. If you haven't got the right building uh, team of of different people, or you have and they charge you too much, your refurb costs are higher than what you've expected. Mm. Yeah. So you know the, the, all these things are important. Yeah. You only learn though from from doing, doing it. it. Yeah. yeah so right. so always, well, I think I think like the the main thing would be to keep it simple for your first one or two keep it really simple and build from there because obviously it's quite exciting getting into property for the first time and you hear all the success stories and you think "Oh, i can do that but when you actually get into it things go wrong and they will go wrong but when you do it on a smaller scale you can sort of refine it and Mm. you think oh that didn't work we'll do it this this way this time if you're just doing a single let it's easier to manage. Straightforward. If you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go do a HMO or something, you know, straight same, away. Same bed. Yeah. yeah. If, and if something goes wrong, it's going to go wrong with more zeros on yeah. the end. Yeah, so yeah. it's best to keep it simple because it doesn't matter how much you think you're in control, something will go wrong. Yeah,
1: Better to yeah. fail at a smaller scale than a bigger scale. Yeah. yeah. And you will go through different
0: people, you know, as you work out who's good, who's not so good or, you know, who you get on with or who who fits your model. Yeah. So it's better when you when you keep it simple first you can work that out a lot easier than if you're doing or you're stretching yourself too thin on a, on a bigger project. Yeah. Definitely. So that that's that would be that would be my advice with it definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. So in your in your accountancy business now yeah. what type of clients have you got at the moment and what type of people are you taking on?
0: Um so my niche with with my accountancy business is construction and and property companies. Yeah. Um just because I'm I'm, I'm in those industries already, so I'm yeah. able to advise people. It's not just about seeing your a once a year and them doing your books and then not seeing them it again yeah, at the end yeah. of the year. I'm trying to, I'm trying to come across as somebody that that I, that I work with the clients. I don't work for them. Yeah. So, I don't take loads and loads and loads of clients on. I have a particular, like I said, a particular niche of client that I uh, engage with and yeah i'm I'm there for them, and I think that works. Yeah. you know I've got to develop a good professional relationship with them mm. and a lot of my businesses through word of mouth just just on the back of that yeah and yeah i think it I think it just works because i I can empathize with them and I understand yeah exactly what what they'll be going through different stages of the business I've seen you know. The potential pitfalls in the past. Mm-hmm. I know potentially how you could grow. Yeah, you know this this type of thing, which yeah. is which has probably got nothing to do with actually doing your accounts. It's just, it's just advice for yeah, you. Yeah, it's good advice. Yeah, so yeah. when when I take a client on, it's not just they're not just paying for, for the for the, the logistics of putting your books, in and yeah. doing your VAT returns and stuff. Yeah. It's it's all the other stuff as well. That's where the value is. Yeah, you know. So if there was anybody listening now.
2: If they were based somewhere else in the UK or if they were based overseas, could they still get in touch with you? Yeah, then? yeah, yeah. Got a
0: lot of the, you know, um, obviously if they're local, then it's I can I can physically see them, and some yeah. people like that yeah. physical contact. But a lot of the a lot of business now it's all done remote and on the cloud, and yeah. the softwares I've got are all cloud based anyway, regardless of whether you you live next door or you live in another country. Yeah. So it can all be done remote. It can all be done on the phone, Zoom calls, Skype, or anything like that. Yeah if they physically want to see you um, and the advice is the same yeah it's the same whether whether i was sat next to you or whether I was on the phone yeah so yeah, yeah. You know, I have clients around the country nice. not just not just locally in the northwest yeah um so yeah <clears throat> it, um, yeah okay so what's the company called for anyone listening Sexton and Co accountants is, is the company okay is what the company's called and the website's www.tacaccountants.com okay uh, we're on Facebook as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Thexton Accountants or Thexton yeah. Co Accountants. So, yeah, if anyone wants to get in touch and just have a, a chat or anything like that, then, yeah, no problem at all. It's it's Excellent.
2: That's great. Okay, that's been great. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. No problem. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Cheers.
0: Yeah. We talk about property, business, and everything in between. Hosted by Jack Heskin Taylor and Joe McCarthy. Sharing the stories of entrepreneurs, property investors, and our journey to health, wealth, and happiness.
2: Hold up. What was that?